You know, you won't even go to town without a determination. <laughs> oh, yeah, I ain't kidding. There's people that n never leave their house because they just got no drive, no motivation to go nowhere. I mean, it's a, an effort for them to get up and get going. Well, we need to know that while it's not hard living for God, but you got to make your mind up to do it. If we're following, then that means there's a series of steps. And you got to be intentional about every one. He doesn't drag you any of them. And I know we use the thing sometimes how he carries us, things like that. But listen, we're following him. And I'll tell you what carries me is that hope I have in him and that spirit I have in him. And let me tell you, it's you and me putting one foot in front of the other. Following Jesus with a made-up mind. Amen? Praise God. Thankful for him. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thankful for our choir and our musicians. Thankful for those, our media and social media groups that are always doing. They, they do such a good job, and, and they just blend right in while we're worshiping. Hardly even notice them. And then, I mean, they get some great uh, shots of the services and things. I want, I want y'all to know I appreciate it. Y'all do a good job representing the church. Now, and sound people, and working with them computers, all those things, man, it's, you got to pay attention. And it's hard sometimes because you want to be jumping off in the service. But you got to be sold out to your position, I guess. Ready for the word? Come on, son, come preach to us this morning. Let's give Brother Jake a hand. Get ready to preach this morning. Give a hand clap to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I feel good. The uh, I know today that the enemy has already tried to come against people already tried to whisper things in their ears, tried as best as he could to do whatever he could to uh, halt or hinder what we would allow God to do in this place today, but it's not going to happen. And I believe that there's an atmosphere right now so that the Holy Ghost can sweep through this place like a rushing mighty wind. You know, I wish, I wish that we could get leaving off our mind for a little while. Too many people today coming to the house of the Lord and just watching the clock. Too many people come in with leaving on their mind. And I think sometimes that we've, that if we're not careful, we'll trade the supernatural for ritual. And we'll do three or four songs, offering prayer, preacher, eat, and that's it. But I wish that for a little while today we could allow the Holy Ghost to work because I feel the Holy Ghost in this place today. I'm talking about I don't just feel chills. I don't just feel good. It's not just emotion, but I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. I wish that we could lift our hands for another moment. And lift our voice for another moment. Can somebody just cry out? Somebody that's got the Holy Ghost, could you talk in tongues for a minute? And just let that Holy Ghost stir up? I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this room. Mm. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it, I've got it, something about the power of the Holy Ghost, I can't explain it, but I've got it, I'm telling you there's something in this room that I just can't explain, I can't explain it, but I know it's here, I can't explain it, but I know I feel it, Anybody else know what I'm talking about today? I can't explain it, but I feel it. 
Oh, I know it's here. Anybody with the Holy Ghost know what I'm talking about today? I can't explain it, but I've got it. I can't explain it, but I've got it. I can't explain it, but I can't deny it. And somebody might be looking around saying, I can't explain what I feel. I can't explain what they're doing, but I can't deny what I feel. It's something like I've never felt before. I can't explain it. It's like nothing I've ever seen or felt before, but I can't deny that I feel it. Well, if you want to turn with me to Acts chapter 3, as I was knowing, knowing that I was going to bring the word this Sunday, I was praying, seeking the face of the Lord, was going a totally different direction, and I... Uh, I was just in the middle of my day, just doing whatever I was doing, just going about things, and it's like the Lord spoke to me and said, unexplainable, but undeniable. And I began to think, you know, that's, uh, you know, I could feel the Holy Ghost, and I, I was praying, I began to think, you know, I, f- I feel like I've, you know, I've heard people preach unexplainable, yet undeniable. I know, just... Uh, in particular, uh, uh, Brother Arnold. I remember I've heard a message by him, unexplainable yet undeniable. <clears throat> and I'm not about to karaoke anyone's message today, but I believe the Lord has spoke to me for this church and this people today to help us. So Acts chapter 3, stand with me for just a moment. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asking alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. He stood up, leaping, and walked, entered in with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They knew it was him. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Just a few more verses going to chapter 4. They're being confronted about this, about this miracle they've done. Chapter 4, verse 7. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now listen to this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Unlearned and ignorant. What a compliment. But they marveled. What they're saying is they're they're looking, they're saying, these guys aren't like geniuses. They're not anybody of any kind of status. Anyway, they looked at them and they marveled and they looked and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. 
unlearned and ignorant. But man, there's no doubt they've been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, last verse, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest in all, uh, to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. I can't explain it. They said, what are we supposed to say about this? What are we supposed to do about this? Because something has happened, and we cannot deny it. These, these folks right here didn't even want it to, to happen. A lot of them didn't. But they're saying, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to say? What can we? He, he said, we can say nothing against it. We cannot deny it. Let's lift our hands and pray one more time. Lord, I thank you for your spirit that's in this place. Lord, I thank you for your presence that we feel. And I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus that you would energize us a little while longer. Lord, to receive your word, to respond to your word. God, everything else can wait. Help us, God. Give us, a, a Lord, just an abandonment in this place today that we would just we would just open ourselves completely and lay everything else aside and allow the Holy Ghost to work in our midst today or do something just unexplainable but something that we cannot deny today in the name of Jesus and everyone give a shout of praise a hand clap to the Lord today in the name of Jesus and everyone said amen you can be seated Move right along. Anybody else going to let the Holy Ghost work in here today? I'm just, I'm just giving the word. I'm just bringing the word. Are we going to allow Jesus to do what he wants in this place today? Does anybody still believe in that Pentecostal fire? Does anybody believe still and I mean fired up church holy ghost devil stomping church allow me to say this before I say before I go any further I'm not standing here today before you with a chip on my shoulder I'm not being judgmental I I, I do not have my nose stuck up in the air today I'm not trying to be rude or be mean and if you are under the sound of my voice today, I want you to know that I love you, and I mean it. And visitors, I'm so happy that you're here today, and we love you, and you're welcome here, and you're wanted here, and you're loved here, and I mean that. And if you come from a background of any other denomination or faith or belief or your family does, my aim today is not to offend, it's not to slam anyone's beliefs, but I will preach what the Bible says today. And I'm not angry and I'm not mad, but I am fired up. I'm telling you, the Lord has talked to me. The Lord has spoke to me. And I'm fired up today. Maybe I'll get you there too. Listen, I believe in doing things decently and in order like the Bible says. I, I, I do not believe... And just letting a, letting a service just uh, be uh, dominated by carnal theatrics and calling it supernatural and calling it the Holy Ghost. And, and really people just need the cops called on them. I'm not for just doing things, uh, you know, out of order. I'm not, I'm not for, uh, you know, disrupting the flow of, of the Holy Ghost. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not about that. I believe in having service decently and in order. And I believe that we can have, I believe we can have programs. I believe we can have things that work and that, that we can have teaching. We can have classes. We can have uh, in a service order. I believe in that. But like I said before, if we trade the supernatural and we trade a move of God, and we trade a manifestation of the Spirit and the power of God for ritual, and we come in thinking about where we're going to eat after church, then we're in a dangerous place. 
I'm telling you, we need something going on in our churches. We need something that, that renews inside of us. We need something going on that is unexplainable, that people come in and they're turning their heads and they're saying, what is going on in this place? I wish somebody would get with me. I wish somebody that's apostolic Pentecostal filled with the Holy Ghost would believe again that we need something going on that's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. A lot of you were one in those kinds of services. Oh, some of y'all that sit down and sit there and don't do nothing. You got to remember back that you were one in that kind of service where they were going crazy. You need to think back and remember, I got the Holy Ghost when people was rolling in the floor and running the aisles. It's unexplainable, but it's undeniable. Let me just stay with me for a second. Let me give us just a quick, quick Bible study to just make a point here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. We all know it. And I love this verse, but can I base my faith on just this verse? No, and here's why. Yes, I must believe in order to be saved, but it takes more than believing. It takes more than faith. Believing requires action. Stay with me. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well, because the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You see then how that by works a man is justified, not by faith only. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Those verses are in James 2. Did you know that just a few verses before John 3.16, Jesus was telling Nicodemus that except a man be born of water and spirit, that's Jesus' name, baptism and Holy Ghost filled, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's Jesus' words. Take it up with him. Did you know that Jesus speaks about believing in Mark 16 and 16? It says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Did you know that later in John 7 and 38, Jesus, now this is where I'm going. Jesus said, he that believeth on me, all right, believeth, got that down. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the next verse says this, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. When we, uh, we see Jesus making it clear the essentiality of water baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and that they both should accompany believing in him. We see that before Jesus leaves this earth in the flesh, he has some things to say about how we as his disciples should carry on. Luke 24 and 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. In Matthew 28, 19, go ye therefore teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. What's that name? The name is Jesus, and you'll never find anywhere else in the Bible where they use the titles to baptize someone. They did it calling on the name of Jesus. Anyway, after Jesus tells the disciples to go and wait to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and he tells them in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, soon after, when they had been filled with the Holy Ghost, accompanied by the evidence of speaking in tongues, the people asked Peter, who Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom, Remember that. He said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. And look back at John 3 and 5. Jesus said, you got to be born of water and spirit to enter into the kingdom. So Peter's got the keys. And he's about to say, with the revelation given to him by Jesus, he's going to stand up and say in Acts 2.38, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. What did he say in Luke? He said that remission of sins should be preached in his name. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now I say that to say this. I can explain to you that the Holy Ghost is essential to salvation. I just did. 
very quickly. And we can go more into that later if you want. But you can see, I can explain to you that the Holy Ghost is essential to salvation. And I can tell you how to receive it. I can tell you what happens when you receive it. I can tell you how to know that you've received it. I can show it to you in the scripture. I can explain to you what it is. But there is something about having it inside of me. I can explain what it is to you, but I cannot explain what it is like to have the power of the Holy Ghost living and working and flowing inside of me. I just can't. I I can tell you what it is and I can tell you about it, but I can't explain the feeling that comes over me. I can't explain to you what it feels like when the power of God and the power of the Holy Ghost is working in my life. There's something about the Holy Ghost. There's something about the Holy Ghost that I cannot explain to you. Oh, stay with me. Come on. I may not be able to adequately explain it, but I cannot deny it. I said I just cannot adequately put into words an explanation of what the miraculous power of the Holy Ghost working inside of me feels like, but I know that I've got it. Mm. Somebody with the Holy Ghost needs to lift your voice right now. I'm going to give you a second. Somebody with the Holy Ghost. Somebody that knows you got the Holy Ghost. Come on, this is decent and in order. Somebody that knows you got the Holy Ghost. You need to let it flow right now. Oh, like a rushing mighty wind. Oh, anybody feel that in this house right now? Anybody feel that running over you right now? You remember how you felt when you first received it? You know what it's like to have the Holy Ghost working in your life? It's something I can tell you about it, but I can't explain it to you. Mm, The Holy Ghost. Now it makes me want to sing. It makes me want to shout. It makes me jump and holler and get beside myself. It makes me be demonstrative in my praise and worship. It makes me want to run the aisles. Mm. Where's Bibby at? It makes me want to roll across the floor. It makes me want to dance. It makes me want to sing out loud. It makes me not care what people think about me when I get into the presence of God. I tell you, sometimes, sometimes when I'm in the presence of God and I feel the Holy Ghost just, just running all over me and just it's just inside of me and flowing out of me and I'm just talking in tongues, sometimes I feel like I'm just lifting off the ground. Sometimes it's like I feel the Holy Spirit inside of me just drawing me towards heaven like a magnet. Whoa, I can feel it. It's something I can't describe to you. Am I floating right now? I feel like I'm floating. You let the power of the Holy Ghost work inside of you, and it'll make you want to walk holy and talk holy and dress holy and live holy. It'll make you fall in love with holiness. It'll make you intercede for people. It'll make you pray in the Spirit. It'll lead you and guide you. It'll give you revelation of truth. It'll give you peace when peace doesn't make sense. Ooh, Sister Jenny, it'll give you peace and comfort when peace and comfort don't make sense. It'll give you joy when joy don't even make sense. It'll give you hope when hope doesn't even make sense. I tell you that through the power of the Holy Ghost, the sick are healed, the dead are raised, blinded eyes are opened, deaf ears are unstopped. Lives are restored. Hearts are mended. Addiction is destroyed. Depression and oppression are overcome. The captive is delivered. But it's only by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you look at a church where that stuff ain't happening. I'll show you a church that ain't got the Holy Ghost flowing. Woo, 
it's the Holy Ghost. My friend, if you want Jesus to really be living inside of you, that's what people say, right? Jesus came and lived in my heart. I received him as my personal Savior. Jesus lives inside of me. Jesus lives in my heart now. If you really want Jesus living inside of you or living in your heart or however you say it, then you need to open yourself up and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the miraculous evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Because that's how the Scripture says that I get Jesus living on the inside of me. Because let me drop this truth bomb on you. The Holy Ghost is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is not something separate from God. The Holy Ghost is not a tool that God uses. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of the living God. Joining his spirit to my spirit and dwelling inside of me. It is Jesus, the almighty The Alpha and the Omega, the bread of life, deliverer and comforter and good shepherd and great high priest, the great I am, the King of kings, Lord of lords, Prince of peace, everlasting Father, Emmanuel, Savior, Redeemer, Lamb of God, Lion of the tribe of Judah, the creator, the door, the way, the word, the truth, wonderful counselor, healer, master of the unfathomable, incomprehensible, immeasurable universe is living inside of me. He's all that and more. He's all that and more. And, and let me tell you, I can tell you all that about him. I can give him all those titles and tell you all that about him, but I still can't even come close to describing him to you. And that is what's living inside of me. It's the Holy Ghost. I can't describe him to you, but I can't deny that he's real and that he lives inside of me. Romans 8, 11, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And that spirit is the Holy Ghost, and ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. Woo, man. I ain't trying to impress nobody. I'm just fired up. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost. I wrestled and I agonized and prayed and fell. I was on before service. I was in that office on my face in the floor crying out to God, God, give me the right words to speak. Let this message be from you. And I'm telling you, I was struggling. But when I stepped up here and I started talking about the Holy Ghost, I tell you, I feel my help. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in this room. I tell you, there's something I, I can't explain, but I can't deny it. And even now, I'm just trying to follow the flow of the Holy Ghost. Listen, though. We, we got to realize who we are. Uh, no, okay, I know who I am. No, no, no. We've got to realize who we are and what it means to be who we are. I'm a child of God. What does that even mean to you? I'm apostolic. I'm Pentecostal. What does that even mean to you? I'm a child of the one true king. Uh, what does that even mean to you? I'm going to tell you something. We're not crazy. We're not. People say, well, they can call me crazy, whatever. Yeah, they can call me crazy, but guess what? I'm not crazy. I'm not. And guess what? We're not a cult. We're not. And we're not lunatics. And we aren't drunk as you suppose. But we are apostolic in doctrine and Pentecostal in experience. The church of the living God and this church, the only church that was ever birthed out of the very mouth and the power of God and his spirit, not formed by men, not formed in some council somewhere, was born on the day of Pentecost when they received the gift of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues and they preached repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus and around 3,000 people they thought they were crazy said I can't explain this but I can't deny it and about 3,000 souls were added in the midst of a crazy apostolic service Can I just be real? 
Let me get real for a minute. I think because I, I like to observe not just individuals but groups of people. When we go to youth services, when we go to different conferences, things, I like to observe people. And I'm not saying I know everything about everybody. I like to watch and I like to try because I'm part of this church, not just, not just this local assembly. But I'm part of this, this, this body as a whole, the church of the living God. And so I like to try and see, you know, just a little bit of what's going on. And I, I want to tell you, and I, and I don't mean this as a slam to anyone, but I think, I think what I'm noticing is that people are tired of, of just cute Hillsong Church. And Hillsong United got some good songs. And I listen to them. But I think that little cute don't even, I mean, ain't breaking a sweat. Ain't messing my hair up. Ain't messing my clothes up. I don't want to be sweaty when I go out to eat. I think that just, just this cute just carnal theatrics, replacing it with the, with the super, you know, replacing the supernatural with these things. I think that people, as a whole, as a group, as a church, have had enough of that. And I'm not one of those people. Listen, I'm a young man. I'm not one of those people that's saying our this generation is going to hell in a handbasket and they're all carnal and they're they're getting away and their music is homosexual and all that. I'm not I'm not one of those people. Now I'm not trying to make jokes. There are people like that. There are people that think that, that it goes no further than the elders that we have in the church right now because they don't believe in the church is still blowing and going. But I believe that the church of the living God today, I believe that as the time of our redemption draws closer, I believe that that as the trumpet sound draws closer, that people are getting more and more fed up with dead church. People are getting more and more fed up with just a ritual service of this and this and this, and I'll speak in tongues and then I'll go out to eat. I think people are about tired of that. Listen. I'm still old enough to remember what old camp meetings are like. Because you can call them crazy. You can call them lunatics. You can call them stupid. You can say what you want about them. But those people that ran the aisles and rolled in the floor and hollered and sang and, 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 and just ran, just jumped over pews and leapt for joy and, and sang out. And those kinds of services is where you saw people get healed from uncurable diseases. In those kinds of services and where you saw people stand up out of wheelchairs, I wish that we could still see people lay pornography and cigarettes on the altar. I wish that we could still see people laying crutches on the altar. But it's only going to happen. It's only going to happen if the Holy Ghost is taking control. You think because I'm 23 years old that I don't care nothing about all that stuff? Oh, I long for it. I long to see these kinds of services because it don't matter what year it is. If we're here in 2030, it's not going to matter. That kind of Pentecost is never going out of style. It's the same fire that fell over 2,000 years ago. It's what it's going to take. It's what it's going to take. Come on, I, I might be just messing your whole world up right now, but you can't be cute Pentecost anymore. We've got to get back to people saying, I have no idea what's going on, but I can't deny what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, somebody. 
It's not a show. It's not a spectacle. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Woo! I said, Sister Michelle, let it move. Woo! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. Somebody just needs to let loose right now. It's that power. I can't control it. I can't explain it. But I can't deny that I feel it. Oh, come on. Come on. Who said you got to have the piano and drums? Make a joyful noise with your mouth, with your hands, with your feet. Somebody let the Holy Ghost fall in this place right now. what it took to save you it's what it'll take to keep you if this holy rolling devil stumping kind of church service saves you that's what it's going to take to keep you and it's not old it's never out of style we just got to tap into it We got to stop worrying about scaring visitors. I tell you, carnal theatrics is what will drive visitors away. The power of the Holy Ghost might scare them, but it will keep them coming. Oh, them folks sure are crazy. But I want to go back. I want to know what it's all about. Because I can't explain what I feel. I can't explain what I feel, but I can't deny what I feel. If you let him, I'm telling you in the spirit, I'm telling you prophetically, the Holy Ghost, God, He's going to do a work in some of y'all's lives today that you can't explain it, but you can't deny that he did it. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to work. For some of you, it's the situation that you're in right now. Can't explain what's going on. Can't explain why God's letting it be like this. But I'm not going to be able to deny when they say, in remission. I'm not going to be able to deny when they say, I can't find the cancer. I can't find the sickness. I'm not going to be able to deny it. I don't have to be able to explain God to know that he's working in my life. Oh, when God comes through with that answer, I can't explain how it happened, but I can't deny it. Here it is. Let me say this, and then, and then we're going to break loose. Is that okay? I'm going to say this, and then we're going to break loose. The Holy Ghost is going to move in this place. We need to be confident and know that it's not just theatrics. It's not just that I can, I can get pumped up at a, at a ball game, and I can get pumped up over a lot of things. I get pumped up when I see my food coming at a restaurant. I get excited. I can get excited and pumped up about a lot of things, and I can get emotional about a lot of things, but I'm telling you, this ain't emotion. It's not just emotion. This is not theatrics. This is not me putting on a show. Why in the world would we put on a show to think that, you know, that's going to drive people away? Why would we do that for no reason? It's not a show. I'm telling you, when you feel like dancing, you better dance. When you feel like hollering, you better holler. You better make a joyful noise to the Lord. When you feel something coming over you that you can't explain, you better not deny it.
You better just say it's the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. Don't let the world tell you that you're crazy and that what you're doing doesn't work and that it's not real and that it's just emotion. It's the power of the Holy Ghost and it's the only way that has ever worked. We got lots of different denominations, lots of different beliefs, but nobody else is ever healed or delivered or set free by any other power, any other name. It's the Holy Ghost. We got to know... Listen, people, I'm not saying this to be ugly. They might call you crazy. They might call us crazy. They might call us a hyper-emotional. They can say what they want to. But they're not calling up some dead church. And they're not calling up some inspirational speaker when they need prayer. Oh, I might not have seen them in months. But now that they're sick, they're going to call on those crazy, tongue-talking, skirt-wearing, holy-rolling, devil-stomping, apostolic Pentecostals because they know where the power resides at. And they don't want to just hear a kind word. They want something to change. I'm telling you, we're apostolic in doctrine, Pentecostal in experience. We know who we are and what we've got. And we better know that the power resides inside of us. Somebody just start to walk these aisles and pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody find somebody, minister to them, shout, dance, holler, whatever you want to do. But the Holy Ghost is in this room. And this is different today, visitors. This is different today. You ain't got to be scared. Just get involved. But why don't you let a ministering spirit flow in this house today? Find somebody and pray with them. The sick can be healed. People can be delivered. You can lay down addiction and depression. Give it to God today. Let the Holy Ghost work in this house. of souls. This is what it's going to take. We want miracles and signs and wonders. This is what it's going to take. We want to win our city and win our campuses and win our homes. This is the power that it's going to take. We can't be fake. We can't put a leash on it. We can't try and dumb it down. We can't try and calm it down. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's what it's going to take. Don't wait on me no more. Have liberty. I'm loosening you. Walk the aisles. Pray for each other. Come to these altars. Fall on your face. Whatever you got to do, the Holy Ghost is working in this house.
Come on. Somebody quit waiting. Don't wait any longer. This is what you might call old time Pentecost. But guess what is happening right now? We just got one filled with the Holy Ghost over here. One filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. We need to rejoice. The Holy Ghost is falling. Come on, stop waiting on the service to move on. Somebody needs to get out of your comfort zone. Find somebody to pray with. Somebody needs to intercede and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody been battling, sitting on the fence, on the edge of decision. You need to come back to who you are and remember, this is what saves me and this is what's going to keep me. While you're continuing to pray, stretch your hands this way. We've had one filled with the Holy Ghost. Another young lady that's going to be baptized in a few moments. She's praying, seeking the Holy Ghost. Would you stretch your hands this way and let's pray. Come on, keep crying out to the Lord. Aren't you thankful he's still pouring out his spirit on all flesh? Keep praying for the Holy Ghost. Just keep praying. The scripture he started out with was about a man being made whole, being healed. There's healing in the house right now. If the Spirit of the Lord's here, then healing's here. If you need a touch in your body, God can touch you right where you are. Why don't you lift your hands in faith and believe the Lord right now. If you're next to somebody that's got their hands up for healing, pray for them. Speak the word of healing in Jesus' name. I don't have pills. I don't have a shot, but I got the name of Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Don't we believe it still happens? Healing still happens in Jesus' name.
One more time across the middle. Lift your hands and stretch them this way. Come on, let's keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on. There's another one filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 He's still pouring it out. God's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. give the Lord a hand clap and a shout. Let's lift up some praise. God's filling his people with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody rejoice. This young lady just been born of the Spirit. She's about to go and get baptized and be born of water. God is so good to us. You know that God is still working in this place. That God has still got things for you in this place. That what happened today was not just for today. That that word that was spoken today was not just for the people in this room today. But it was a seed that was planted in us. 
that was planted in our church. That God is going to start doing things. The miraculous things are going to start happening in our church for our people. We've got to claim it. Let's not forget the things that were spoken today. Let's not forget the things that happened today. Right now, the Holy Ghost is being poured out. I believe it. Right now, it is. In the name of Jesus. God. God's Spirit is being poured out. One more just got the Spirit of the Holy Ghost filled in them right now. One more just received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you that God is working. God is doing things in this place. He's saving people. telling you missions are being born in this place callings are being born in this place souls are being saved in this place god is doing the things that he has promised he is going to do you hear me he is doing the things that he promised us he would do it's happening